Okay, these are continuing recordings with Dr. Chaitanya. So the question is about practicality and applicability. You know, I think most people would agree that any kind of meditation technique or meditation process or the things that we have been talking about, if they're not actually applied or if they're not applicable or practical, then they are just, you know, ideas and they don't really help as much. So when we use the word practicability or practicality, actually, actually that's the word practicality, uh, what does that mean exactly? And what does that mean to you as a physician, as a meditation teacher? Uh, and then what, what is it that you want those who are attending the meditation groups to get out of uh, you know, what you're trying to teach in the, with regards to the word practical? Yeah, so it, this is very important because um, it's okay to read, to listen, to understand concepts and everything, but if we do not, if this doesn't translate into how you can make your life better in whatever way, whether it is mentally, emotionally, whether it is physically, um, relationships, um, any of these things, then uh, it's okay. I mean, knowledge is never a waste, but it would be better if you could apply all these things to your life. And that's my um, hope and that's my goal for teaching these meditation classes. And there's not enough that we can cover as far as dialogues like these and um, topics like this in the meditation course. So it's good to do these recordings where people get a chance to listen to different perspectives. So um, than what they've been used to and um, from, from people, from society, uh, from friends and public and media, whatever, all the other things. Um, most of the time, I think if you start from the basic, and I can tell you from my journey, um, I didn't know there was, um, all, I'm, I'm better to say I didn't know that I could change um, my inner environment. And what I mean by that is that I even had a choice. I had the power of manifesting what I wanted um, or um, choosing the way I want my life to go. Uh, because most of the time, um, how I was uh, conditioned um, to be dependent on my circumstances um, and kind of, I wouldn't say victim, but uh, a product of my circumstances or situations in my life and we were told okay this is how the world is things happen in your life and you just go with it because that's your destiny and that is your future um, which is true in part because we don't have control over what happens around us uh, because we're not the only ones who are involved the people around us are different um, there are other human beings um, who have different um, behaviors, they make different choices. Um, so it does affect us. But the part what I want to bring in uh, or uh, into awareness of people is that we have all the power in us to really create our own future and to, you know, create our own destiny. And what I mean by that is whatever the circumstances in your life, if you could feel stable or calm or um, a state where you like being in, in the sense like calmness and peaceful, mm -hmm. then I think we have won the battle of life or, uh, you, know, you know, just not having to go through this emotional turmoil yes. uh, each time and staying in it. Yes. I mean, we all will still go through emotion because that's human. That's right. the human experience. Exactly. But knowing that you have, um, you're in control of changing it um, and, you know, coming to a better state or a state where you like being in as far as emotions is what I didn't know. And when I found that out or I kind of experienced it in my life and I still experience now, it's just a different um, way of life because it's much more um, energetic. It just feels that you have, you know, um, uh, more desire to live. Um, you can accomplish more. Uh, you can bring it more. Pur it's more purposeful. So all these things um, are a part of life, and we all have it to some extent. But then all the other things take over, your emotions take over, the stress parts takes over. It's almost like you're stuck. You are in a cage 
and you can move on yeah. and even though life goes on and you go on but you're still in that frozen state yeah. internally and it affects you and eventually it affects your physical body yeah. and when the physical body starts giving you symptoms then you're like oh i don't know i had not had all these things in my life and all of a sudden i'm having these symptoms and even then you do not know the mind body connection right, right. and what you do is you seek medical help which is fine but you're still trying to treat it with medications and go on and on for a lifetime exactly. and your whole life could be very different and the way you choose it to be healthy vivacious you know with full of vitality and just the way you want to steer your life so you are the you know you're the pilot in your airplane or you are the captain of your ship driving it or steering it the way you want to rather than the you know the other way around where it, the life takes you and you just go with it it's just not the same that's exactly so, so you mentioned this uh word frozen you know frozen state and I, that's very powerful because um that's the reality that so many people live in they, they feel stuck they feel trapped they feel unable to move ahead right in a variety of different ways so what is the relationship between awareness and the frozen state you know so we talked about awareness a lot i mean so for example if, if a particular person is feeling stuck you know they may feel stuck but then you also mentioned you can come out of that you can change that radically like deeply like a radically transform that change that you know and that we have the power to actually do that ourselves but many people feel that they don't have that power or they feel powerless or they feel low energy so what is your response to someone who says that i really don't have the power to change this i don't think i can do this you know i don't think i don't have any energy to actually change what is happening within me so and again we're just speaking in general terms this is not any medical advice or anything like that I and mean, i do understand there's people who may have some kind of physical problem some serious psych problem that where the energy is really damaged or really low. that's i'm i don't mean that necessarily although maybe you want to talk about that also i don't know where you want to go with this but yeah so there's one aspect um where um i probably will um say a little bit and then delve more into what we can do about it um there are different personalities and there are different places where people are stuck in yes. um if you see there's one group of people who will find the world they and this this is what i commonly hear um people say oh my god what's happening to this world you know this is crazy the the world look at all the people look at all the shootings you know what the people are doing the world is going to just you know um you know just collapse and um you know kind of dissolve um because of human behavior uh while it may be true but the reason we say that is because we do not think that we are part of the whole world <laughs> and we think we are separate from all those people they are the ones who make choices mm-hmm. and when you do that you are giving away your power so say that this person um wronged me and for example let go let's go to uh, somebody who's been through child abuse or you know rape or you know domestic abuse whatever these are you yes granted you have had all these happen in your life but what happens with that is these emotional loops we talk about is created at that age and it keeps happening again and again and again and you keep bringing it from the past to the present every present you move on and that is what it was a frozen state and that's what your mind does and and so what happens not only bringing the past to the present yeah. but anticipating that the future is the same and continuing that frozen state goes on and on even though the world is changing around you you haven't changed internally so you go through these emotions and over a period of time it starts affecting every part of your body mm-hmm. because that is where it lands it is in your tissues it's in your blood vessels right. you end up getting bone problems tendon problems organ problems anything like that the problem is we don't understand this connection and that's why we don't know how to get out of the loop or the frozen state right. So how do we do it? So there is definitely obviously I mean I'm talking about this because there are ways. Sure. Now, the point is the first point is however tempted we are to go back to that past and say but 
this happened to me and this person's wrong, yeah. we have to firstly get away from that victim mentality mm-hmm. and not blaming others because this is where we, we, we take 100% responsibility, yeah. absolute personal responsibility, where you are going to say that this has affected me and I want to change no matter what. And that's where the desire comes in to say that I want to change my life. And that is the state of evolution. Not everybody's at the same state. Some people just live on like that because they think that is okay to blame others and this is how. Because it's easy if you look at it. If I give, say that this is, this is why I am like this, I don't have to change. And so that is a different state to where people are, where they live in it and they will always live in it because they don't think that it's their um, that they should change. Now, I'm not saying about changing in a way that that person thinks in their mind. Yeah. I'm only saying change because you are going to change your future with this. So that is where there is a difference there. That And you're not saying that person who all the people in your life uh, who were responsible for whatever happened um, are, are, are right. No, we're not talking about that. No matter what people did to you, no matter what circumstances, you want to be in charge where you can create your own future by not responding to it, by changing the thoughts and the emotions which come with it. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones you can do easily to move on forward. And the beauty of this whole thing is when you change by changing your thoughts, changing the whole loop, changing your um, responses, by changing the way you feel and your perceptions about you know the things which happen to you, you see that your life actually changes and it's just amazing how even people change around you because mm-hmm. of the connectedness we all have. And if we recognize this part, the whole world would change because it's so infectious, this kind of a behavior and this kind of, I call it magnetism because your vibration Mm -hmm. changes and all these things because people always want to be around people who are fun, people who are energetic, who have positive vibrations, people who are calm, everything. Because you know, when you walk into a room, if there are 10, five people who are meditating, if they are calm, you become calm too. Mm -hmm. So that is why it is important for each of us to move forward and you know change ourselves to circumstances because we are going to see the whole world change yeah. and the way you do it is meditation is a huge gateway for that because you cannot change with if you go into the world and just try to change your thoughts because remember your body will remind you that your thoughts where your thoughts are and you keep going back into the loop yeah. so what meditation and this heart mat you know techniques which we spoke about in the other you know recordings uh, is a big gateway or big medium or techniques which you have to apply day in and day out. Consistency sure. is the cue because I mean consistency is the key because remember where we've gotten ourselves now into this loop of a negative loop. It's taken years to do that. So the body <laughs> and the mind have been pretty patient and t- till now and has become like this because yeah. we didn't give the body another choice. Mm-hmm. Now if we want to make the same change, it's going to take time. But The beauty of all of this is it doesn't have to take that long because now you're aware more about consciously aware of changing your unconscious behavior. Mm So mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to do. It's kind of like a subconscious, you know, reprogramming. And it's not difficult. This is why the, t- the tools are very simple. The awareness is all you need. And as we go along more and more doing that and doing that, your habits change. You're, you become, you create a new thought habit. Then you experience a new emotion. And then this changes uh, according to what you want. So what happens as a result? Because remember, we talk about this loop and how it affects medically, how it affects your physiology. Yeah, yeah. So with these different experiences and thought patterns, your biochemic, you know, you change biochemically, you change hormonally, yeah. you change neuro, you know, the you know, um, neuropeptides, neuroplasticity <laughs> happens, yeah. and then eventually your genetic sequencing changes, your genetic expression changes. So this is not just something Ep- which epigenetics. is very. Um, you know, like just meditating and, you know, what's going to happen to me. It's a whole sequence of events. Sure. There is um, 
huge studies which people have done like um you know famous people like dr joe dispenza um you know J greg braden the biologist bruce lipton they have done experiments on this and they have proof scientific proof with imagings and um other kinds of um testing where they've seen these people change and reversed major illnesses like cancer multiple sclerosis parkinsons mm -hmm. and they give you multiple examples and testimonials where this is so huge that it's amazing and it's, it's phenomenal. So each one so of us awesome. have to get there to make it happen for ourselves. It's like an inner pharmacy. Exactly. So we have everything in us. The inner pharmacy changes completely sure. because the negative thoughts have certain chemicals. Positive thought have certain chemicals. So if you change from negative to positive, the chemical reaction, it the hormones also. change. Everything starts changing and you will find yourself physiologically changing, meaning like your body changes right. and you heal and you transform. Sure. And that is the beauty of or the ultimate consequence of all these things. And more importantly, your life is so much better, you know, the way you want it to go. Then, and you didn't even know that. That is a possibility. Mm -hmm. I see little kids, um, teenagers, um, experiencing so much anxiety, so much depression, so much stress in their lives, sense of abandonment, sense, you know, whatever trauma they've been, because they're stuck in this pattern, they don't know any better. Right. So it's because of the, um, you know, the loop we've created because of one step ahead. If the parents have senses, this is the vibration they live in. Yeah. And so that continues for mm -hmm. generations. Yeah. So it's not just one lifetime. It's more life, you know, more generations um, down, down the road, which are affected. So we have to intervene <laughs> at this point, right. Right. even for our future generations, mm -hmm. how they can live a better life. And it's a better world they come into. So it's a much broader vision than just the one individual being like, so what you're essentially saying is if one person really moves into a state of real balance and good health and meditation and, and, and what and all the things you're talking about, that has a massive rippling effect intergenerationally it has a rippling effect in one's current life and it uh, can open this doorway uh, into a great state of fulfillment right is, absolutely is like absolutely so it's a better world to live in you know yeah. we we blame the world um, about how bad it is but we're part of the world we forget that right. and you know people I had somebody yesterday I I didn't go forward with it because they've already made up my mind and this separation is a problem too mm -hmm. if we think we're a part of each other we would do much better we yes. would actually um, behave better we could make better choices and that in itself would bring the world in a different place there was so, a study done where we have what a trillion people in the world right. there's only 4,000 or 6,000 people who are in such high vibration because they do these um, you know they keep themselves there by meditating yes. and um, praying for the world and the earth and universe and everything these are the people who are keeping the whole world <laughs> yes. going I've heard that also yeah. so you can imagine if all the million people changed or the trillion people changed what a different humanity yes. what a different universe sure. it would be so this is why it's a when I when I look at humanity as a mass let's say a mass of electrons and protons or whatever yeah. we are a part of each other mm. if you take if you fight with each other or you take away these protons and you know try to you know like um repel with each other where are they going they're just hurting each other we don't realize that's why it comes back at us if you're nasty to some person somebody else is nasty mm -hmm. to us if you're um if you're being um you know very stingy and not um you know conserving um money and wealth to ourselves we are going to get sick and why does that happen? Because it's not the natural state of human beings. Yeah. It is all a huge part of each other. There was this um, study done during September 11, right. where they actually measured the electromagnetic frequency. And there was a huge surge of, um, because there was tons of people, I don't remember the exact number of people mm -hmm. through the world, who were, had this compassion go out to these people. So the surge of vibration, because they have these grids, planted at different places yeah. in the world to measure yeah. this. It was huge, but it was not sustained because the event passed. Right. If that was sustainable, the <laughs> compassion which we had for people, it would be a better place. And usually those kinds of uh, 
peak experiences are there when there's all terrible tragedy and trauma. Correct. What you're talking about is actually even, I mean, you, of course, to do that when that happens, but to do it despite that. Correct. Because remember, this is the things which is going to help people and not curse the government, not curse that one person sitting yeah. on the seat. All these even people, the people who are making these choices, mm -hmm. like let's say about these, um, you know, um, things harming people and shootings and stuff like that, they don't know this. They again, it's a matter of separation of individuals thinking they are separate, we are separate, I need more, you need more. Those all have to also uh, change. I mean, that's a different topic. But the point is that we are connected so much that if each of us change ourselves, even for a selfish reason that I want to get better because I want to be in a better situation, yes. that would in itself bring you in a different state of mind Definitely. and bring you a different perception you would not feel the same way you felt before. You would feel a whole different way. When you tap into yourself, who your real nature is, and tap into, and so on, tap into the quantum field, yeah. you are in love. You are in compassion. You're in tears. And that is not just for you. It's for everybody around you. Yeah, so, And that's what everybody will experience when you do that yes. and that's a whole different world which opens up it's like i didn't know there was so much love because we mm -hmm. only restrict ourselves to our own children our own spouse and some people don't have any of them and this is the mindset we live in and so we have this sense of loneliness and we die very um upset and we die um a very sad person um those are all not necessary it's just because we don't know any better that there is a different way. There's would, a different. Would you also say that as this type of evolution happens, um, which is so described very nicely by you right now, would you also say, or could you say something about personal protection? Because you know, it, it seems that many people feel that they're bombarded by other people, situations, circumstances. But as this evolution happens, could you talk about how? a person feels shielded or protected from the, quote, onslaught of what they perceive is coming from outside. You, did you see what I'm asking? Okay, so. So there's two aspects to it. One is you can, in the morning, you know, when you get up and meditate and you get up before you get out to meditate, you just say a personal shield, you know, literally intentionally. That's all you have to do. Mm -hmm. Say that I build a personal shield around me, which is going to protect me from negative energies and all that in the beginning when you're not evolved yet. But the idea is when you move up into this highest state of vibration, yeah. you're not going to be affected by anybody. Exactly. And it's like this. If you go into a dark room, you cannot show away darkness. How can you combat darkness? Is you bring so much light in it, there is no darkness left. Mm -hmm. So people, when you get to that, that's the only way actually. The emotional clearing we talk about, all that is okay in the beginning because you have to use all the tools you have. Yeah. But as you ascend up, at, and I call it ascension, yes. in your vibration, you are so bright that people around you are going to come up to your vibration rather than you getting affected with the negative energies. Yes. The reason that happens is because you allow, you allow the other person to draw your energy. Yes. And that's where you have to kind of literally intentionally say a shield around you, say that I'm going to support this person, but I don't have to give my energy to this person no. to support or give compassion. Right. So, so... As a person is going through meditation practices, whatever stage they may be in, you know, nobody lives in isolation. They're going to be around family members, around pets, around uh, you know, people at the supermarket, around coworkers, so many different environments. Uh, so there's an interaction with others. And in that interaction, would you, could you talk about how meditation uh, allows for the interaction to not be uh, filled with friction, with tension, with conflict. You know, there's always interaction. But can the interaction occur without disturbance and tension and conflict or whatever other language you may want to use? You know, so we should elaborate on that a yeah, little bit. Absolutely. So what happens with meditation and these techniques that's why we want people to do it throughout the day because you have to sustain it it's hard to sustain it through the day so 
things like, for example, if you know that you're going to talk to a person, even if it's your family, and you know that it's going to bring about certain discord, um, you would do the heart focus, whatever breathing, um, and quick coherence, so on, you know, whatever technique you use. <clears throat> what happens is the first job is to not, like we said before, not react. It's stop and really listen and take two breaths while you're doing it because when you are calmer, your prefrontal cortex is open, which means that you have more chances that you can think logically and think effectively and everything. Even if the other person is yelling and screaming and everything, they are doing that because they're not in the same shape you are. But with you changing the way you function and where your mind state is and your vibrational state is, you can listen to that person and then respond accordingly, like mm -hmm. the way you're supposed to respond. Doesn't mean you agree with that person, but you can put your best foot forward and say, this is how I do it. So would you say that it is possible, or maybe you can elaborate on this, you know, a type of interaction with another person that is not going to disturb the inner world, inner space. And because the inner space is not disturbed, the other person is actually uh, affected somehow. But could you talk more about that also, you know, in the, in the context of like regular meditation practice? Because we tend to think of meditation as, okay, we do this three times a day, and that's all fine. But along with that, there's these day-to-day -day interactions that can shift a person in so many different directions. Maybe. Absolutely. So, and, and, you know, in the beginning, it's harder because you're not, you know, at that state yet. But that's why you want to do um, these techniques as often as you want. Yeah, so because we want to keep an aim as to where we're headed. You know, even if someone is in the beginning meditation class uh, or just beginning a meditation practice, or they may have done some before, you know, what is, what is this state that we're aiming towards? So maybe you can talk. Yes. You know, in so the state we are aiming for is balance no matter what. Meaning yeah. like even if you That's get... That's a great slogan, balance no matter what. I, I, <laughs> I like that. So. so it's getting that state where it's calm uh, and you're maybe you're thinking, but you don't have to react with your physically, meaning your heart rate going up and, you know, the things which happen when, when you had in a confrontational situation, you don't have to physiologically react to that, mm -hmm. but you're literally logically thinking of making an effort to make this um, conversation the best possible. Yeah. Um, even if the other person is confrontational, if you are calm, it actually influences the other person to kind of take a step back and talk appropriately. Yeah. Um, even otherwise, I think what we, we would be able to do is put um, our um, views or our um, choices, whatever we want to tell that person yeah. very calmly and um, effectively. And the other thing is the biggest problem comes when you're trying to... Um, change the other person or um, when you're putting your, um, you know, like your views out there, you want that other person to agree with it. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. is when you get this disturbance inside. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. And that is a problem because you have no control over whether the other person will agree or not agree. Mm -hmm. All your job is to put your view forward and if the other person agrees, it's fine. If they don't agree, it's fine. If you are in that state, there is no disturbance. Mm -hmm. There is no confrontation. The problem is that because most of the time, and it's all of us, I have been in that state. When somebody, <laughs> when I'm saying something and somebody's, um, mm -hmm. you can tell that somebody's, yeah. e even if the other person is not confrontational, right. if the other person doesn't talk anything, is not telling you anything favorably, you upset yourself mm -hmm. because you want that. I'm not, am I saying it's wrong to want that? No, but... If it's not happening, you can't change by yelling and screaming or upsetting yourself. Right. So instead, you have to come to this point also of transformation where you say, it is all about how I put it. And invariably, if you put it effectively enough and the other person is open enough to just listen and actually make a decision based on that, they would do it. But if they've come with the intention of closed and they're just coming here to you know, be confrontational for the sake of being confrontational, then they will not change their mind. But they might even consider if you are calm and if you're putting your views very um, 
calmly. And also the significance of listening very carefully, attentively to what the other person is saying, particularly when there is a disagreement going on, particularly when you know, I feel that what I'm saying is right, but what the other person is saying is not right or somehow different or somehow not adequate when there's the I versus the you. So maybe here's a little, and this is a little bit more of a depth yeah, of, of recording today. So, you know, the I versus the you is a central problem throughout humanity. Could you elaborate on the uh, role of meditation and awareness or other such, such things? in this, in, in this uh, constant battle that humanity is stuck in the I versus the you. Would you talk some about that? So the idea of meditation is to live a meditative lifestyle. I think we kind of touched on yes. it and previously is yeah. to extend it and to affect your daily life and yes. how you deal with it. Um, That's the practicality correct. of it. That's the actual it's, application of it. Yeah. Correct. So what happens is when we're talk, talking about how everybody is a part of us and everything, you become a little more, a, a, lot, a lot more, or the idea is to become a lot more open to listening to other people's viewpoints really with attention mm-hmm. and not thinking of from your ego point of view that, you're always right or whatever I'm saying is right. Because there's always, the what is the goal in this conversation? Now, especially if it's a meeting and you have to decide things on the, you know, the greater good or anything like that of the company or anything like that. So when you're thinking of the greater good, it doesn't matter who's right or who's wrong. Yes. It is more about what is good for that company or mm-hmm. for the larger good. So when you come from that place you are open to listening really paying more attention and actually thinking about it maybe there is 20 percent of what he says is actually right and we should take into account when you do that automatically the other person actually becomes more open they Mm -hmm. you know open their gates and you know as you can call that and becomes more receptive and there's like a there's also a physiological barometer that one feels you know like a visceral barometer uh, of the ego that you know you can feel a change within when there's a disagreement going on where there's a sense that this is not right that's a thought but then there's actually something deeper there also that says you know that that the eye kicks in the ego kicks in to say it's trying to protect its viewpoint you know so there's a there's there's the the, the divisiveness that can come about and, and so the role of meditation in the recognition of that ego. Could you talk some about that? Yeah, absolutely. So when you do, it becomes a little more larger than you and larger than I, where the I is not the little I who's, you know, kind of like a, you know, uh, where you are really thinking of your own bodily comfort, mind, that I'm I'm right. And it becomes a little higher where there is a larger good. So in this situation, if you come from a place and saying that for the greater good, is it, enough that I'm right, this ego has to be mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. or it is about what is the, what is the be- better thing for the, uh, you know, for this company, for example, or for a greater good of whatever you're doing exactly. When you come from that place of actually making a difference for that larger good, then you're not going to let it interfere because there is always a, a medium where you can get the other point other person's viewpoint and put your viewpoint come together with a uh, yeah, better uh, sure. option or a um, better solution where mm-hmm. you can use that for that that situation so there's a even di- in a private conversation sure, i'm sure. not even talking about sure. larger good <laughs> is one thing you know but even in a conversation it's good to say that oh i'm very open i'm very open to listen to your opinion mm-hmm. when you come from that place already the other person goes down with his you know the barriers or you know that yeah. that uh, that wall which comes up sure. because you want to give you everybody wants to be heard there is no human being who doesn't want to be heard <laughs> everybody wants to say that my opinion matters yeah. so when you go from that place you already have made uh, that person feel comfortable enough mm-hmm. to listen to you also mm-hmm. so i think that is the conversation one needs to establish 
before when when you're making that initial you know starting up a um, dialogue so that will improve the um, relationship later on also to say and you come up with a better solution anyway for whatever you're doing even in a company in a meeting whatever it is so that is that's been proven a lot in bigger yes. successful companies yes. because what happens in these going to those company model again applicable practicality sure. every level of like for example google you know which is the best model we were looking at these you know the the pointers every level there's a clear hierarchy of course because yeah. that's how it should be who reports to who yeah. but at every level everybody each person is made um or made to feel that they have um they are in charge and they can make a difference yes. and this is almost like a power of um um you know that they um in their environment they're heard their so, ma- the opinion matters so there isn't a power struggle although there's a hierarchy exactly because it's a un- it's it's kind of like um togetherness um that everybody can make a difference in this company yes. at at their level yes and so that is very important for us to um make each person feel um you know validated and their opinion matters mm-hmm. when you start doing this there is an excitement to come to work because my opinion matters what i do actually is purposeful and because ultimately even even if you give them x amount of money the excitement lasts for some time right. but after that there is a kind of a yeah. um you know kind of like an not apathy is a big word but it's more like you know you just go back into that status quo like a mm-hmm. inertia where sure. you don't have any motivation but if you say that come up with you know solutions of how you want to move make how you can help this company move up come up with innovative approach because remember it's not the level of hierarchy no. we are all wise we are all have different senses of wisdom um come with different knowledge already yes. and when we come to earth it's not just education only education is certain only up to a certain level so that person may have a great idea which the ceo may not have <laughs> so that is why this is important to harness each person's Uh, ability to the best possible yeah. and that would become the best um um you know uh, place of work for that sure. person so it's not just a job or earning a paycheck it's much more than that much more than that would you say that it's really uh, about recognizing that that the organization that one is working for or even a family that one is in mm-hmm. is really there to serve all of humanity or it's impacting all of humanity in some way or another so that will even bring in uh, a togetherness a connectedness with the rest of the people yeah. you're not into this me versus you yeah, exactly. it's we and yeah. then us more than anything else sure. um, because you know that i can bring in something this person can everybody is unique we yeah. all contribute to this it's a teamwork so it is not necessary for right. me to be competitive like i have to go up and this person has to go up so that is the culture you want to create because it is the internal environment we are talking about and when you have that integration in this company yeah. then it you evolve inside to to do more of reaching at your higher vibration yes. to actually continue that going so one more well, thing happens with that continue. when you go home you carry this vibration home so when you're going into your home too you carry that into your family your extended family where you bring in compassion where it is very much needed to your children you're not bringing stress from your work to your uh, home and your because you're stressed out at work you yell at the kids have no clue who 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 don't know why mommy's mad that's all they know mm-hmm. and it's from work but then that vibration which is a low vibration carries on to the little kids at home yeah. and that's how they grow up and they their growth matters so in the family unit even you have to you know you know when you create a culture yes. like that it pours over a spillover effect where you actually help the whole families mm-hmm. so imagine if every place was there like that to work the world would be a better place sure so we begin with where we are yes. uh, and we begin to begin the personal transformation process you know because the the me versus the you <coughs> could be considered 
a low level vibration, would you say? Exactly. You know, a very low or very restricted, it's a restricted or it's a contraction. Mm -hmm. It's a high level of contraction. Uh, high level, it's a, it's a very serious level of contraction. Mm -hmm. But to dissolve the me versus the you, uh, you know, I mean, I just have a follow-up question on that. There's Functionally, there's going to be a me and a you. Like the two of us are sitting right now, there's a difference in some sense. You know, we have different lives, different backgrounds, those things. But you're talking about a state where there is a great deal of integrated collaboration, you know, where there isn't the force of the divisive ego that is causing difficulty. So, so could you elaborate on that a little bit more with regards to, you know, the, the difference between this lower level vibration and the higher level vibration? And in the higher level vibration, something different is happening there. Uh, and, and because, because that, and maybe it's difficult to verbalize, but there's, there's a difference in terms of the internal state of integration. You know, one is vibrating at a higher level. So maybe you can, maybe in a simpler way to ask this question, what does it mean to vibrate at a higher level? You know, maybe you can talk. Yeah, so, so one way of describing a higher vibration is, of course, energy. You know, where your energy is, you feel energetic. So when your vibration is high, your energy level is good, you're more expansive even in your mind and your heart. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah, that, that's what I was looking for. It's the, it's the expansiveness. Yes. So you are more generous, you know. Yes. So you are not looking at these little things in people mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. So you become looking at everything in a broader perspective. You're just more expansive. You're not limiting yourself only to this person. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking of the larger good of the company. You're thinking of larger good of the people who work around you. And the family and that we're Exactly. In, yeah. So everybody in, in general. So you're not bringing, putting forth your um, insecurities or projecting your insecurities to the other person because that's mm -hmm. what happens most of the time. Because where if we are the lower vibration, that that is what is represented as because of fear. Let's say um, we are so fearful of things, so we have certain things we project, which is frustration, which is anger, um, doubts, uh, mistrust. All these things happen because of that. But if we are expansive, those things dissolve. You don't have all these things. So that is not projected either at home or at work. And this doesn't just happen, but obviously it has to be cultivated at every level. So if each of us do that at work, you become more cohesive. You become a unit. You do not become, and there is a value in it. There is um um, there's a huge benefit for the uh, company or the, even the group for that matter, because each of us, even though we are, you know, we're one and everything is humanity, we have unique set of talents. We have unique set of, um, you know, wisdom. We have unique set of logical thinking and put together our own experiences and um, education and everything. So when you become expansive, you're able to harness these things from each of the people and imagine if they put all their experiences together you would be the most successful company in the world Definitely. so that is very important that's why at every level yes. and that is going to be the key for everything so so talking about structure um, the leader the person who's at the top um, or leaders whatever yeah. they have to know exactly what the lowest level people do so yes. it's called servant leadership and that is huge because what that means is they can be working at that level at any level possible till up so they do not have this hierarchy i mean for a structural level because this function i mean the company needs to function it's okay but not mentally not emotionally right. we're talking more like that person has respect to the lowest level um, of their capacity of their abilities what they are doing for the company equally to what the other levels are doing and that is when um you're going to have you know a great structure for the company would be successful because after all 
the hierarchy is only there because of education. Yes. It's not because of anything else. It has a functional purpose. Correct. But otherwise, it doesn't have any other purpose other than that. It doesn't, yes. It's not because this person is better. I mean, this person is better than this. Right. In what way? No, nothing. Exactly. But that's the, the, that's the um, psychology which is built in people <laughs> saying that people who have money are much, you know, um, respected much more than um, you know the ones who are janitors or who are otherwise. And people are running after those kinds. Exactly, of but that is not the truth. That's this is the why truth. the structure needs to change, and this is the only way it'll change by changing individual ourselves. Which is where where meditation is really leading us. So this exactly. is a much more extended conversation we had today, but this is really great because it I think it provides you know the overarching viewpoint about where meditation can take us what kind of evolution it can create. You know, whether one is a janitor in the company or the owner of the company, they, they both can sit down together on equal footing emotionally and feeling-wise and energy-wise and, you know, their abilities are different and there's a hierarchy and their pay structure will be different and so many things, but at the core, they're the same. I think, I think there's something like that you're yeah, saying. exactly. And you're talking about the fact that meditation can allow this kind of actual evolution to break through those barriers exactly it will break through all barriers because when you meditate when you know your true nature when you go inwards and expand and become more expansive Mm -hmm. and become more aligned with your mind and body and Mm -hmm. heart and all the rest of the body Mm -hmm. you will not be small-minded like you used to be because that is not the true nature of human beings Mm -hmm. so that is how the evolution in, in you know happens and you are you don't care about the things you cared about before individually. You are here because you know that huh. it, there is only so much you need basics for yourself and everything else can be shared. Everything else is everybody else's. If you really look at it, we don't possess anything. We walk around saying, my house, my car, my thing. Yeah. You've really been given these possessions just till your, till your journey on earth. That's Once it. you die, we don't take anything with us. Right. So why are we so obsessed about calling it for ourselves? So, so that's, a, that's a great meditation also to recognize that fact. You know, so, and it seems that most of humanity doesn't really recognize that. I mean, maybe some people do, I'm sure. But, but the recognition of that truth brings about a different type of inner life. Is I think what you're saying, right? So, so that transition into this, inner life through, of course, the meditation practices are the beginning, but as this evolution happens further and further, there is a profound transformation into a different type of life altogether, right? Exactly. Uh, so, yes, that's that's what we're trying to get into because your whole life changes your, because your perception changes. The same thing which, is, which appeared differently in your life is now appearing differently because it is you have changed your perspective. It is mm-hmm. not because the, the, persp- you know, the things have changed in your life. The things you, you even people, like if I had some misgivings with, with X and Y, it's not there anymore because mm-hmm. I changed the way I look at stuff. My perception changes. These people changed. You feel like those people changed, but and they may have changed too because we are all connected and you change. But yeah. you and you, your whole, um, just to come, bring it back like, as a perception about things starts changing. The same things which you used to look at differently is now completely. Um, so so much different. of much of the evolution that a person goes through, uh, in in moving through the meditation processes as they're unfolding further is that there's a change in vision the vision of life changes you know and and so could you talk about what you mean by that change in vision because we're seeing the same world you know so i mean we haven't used this word enlightenment as such but i can just use that here just to get your perspective on that would you say that enlightenment is a profound change in vision of the same thing that we're seeing the same world is being seen but in this in this expansive state the world is seen in a different way you know i think you were going in that direction maybe could you elaborate some, some yeah so i mean obviously enlightenment is the highest state i'm so don't know anything would, about it would lead to something possibly possible. that's what you've heard from sages and Other, saints and everything and whoever, but yeah 
but we're not talking there no. at this point. No. We're talking more practical things and right. where people can measure it in a certain Very way. So. so because then you would put them in a different class and it's like, I don't know how to so, get there. So we're not doing that. So if we stay away from that word enlightenment, because some people think of meditation leading to that. So leave that aside for the time being. But, the, you know, there is a there is a flow to day to day life where there is an expansiveness uh, and there's balance and and harmony, right? Uh, 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 essentially. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to elaborate on in this kind of... We kind of went into different things, but they're all connected together. You know, uh, I don't know if you want Yeah, to. so coming back to like day-to-day life, I think you're still going to have these thoughts come in and some of the old patterns come in, even when you reach, you know, you've improved and evolved and everything. But I think the difference is, and again, you have to be aware of this, is the awareness is so strong that you're not going to let your mind and your thoughts go in the same pattern like it used to. And that's the key point, is to come out of harmful and repetitive patterns correct so because that's what had led to whatever we went into before so that is the key so in my journey i can say that um no there is no perfection perfection is again a state of mind but what i can tell you from how i've been in the past and how i I am now Mm -hmm. is Am I, do I not get thoughts? Of course, I get same, same number of thoughts I get. But to be aware of these thoughts and the ones which don't work for me and changing it and, you know, not giving value to it and, you know, replacing it with positive thoughts right. is what is more vital. And I'm doing it more and more and more right. to create this. It's a new, it becomes a new thought habit. So the, even if I feel like, for example, um, um, finding fault with somebody, um, trying to say this person's wrong, uh, even if you feel like saying it, you catch yourself quickly and say, no, I'm not going to say that because that is, again, my insecurity projecting into somebody's fault. They they may have done something wrong, but then you try and look at the big picture and see how you can actually look at the good in that person. And, you know, if not anything else, give them a blessing so they could change um, and move on and not carry this emotion baggage with right, you. That's very nice. All right. I'm sure there's a lot more that could be said, but this has been a really quite in-depth today and um, you know I, I guess just maybe just one final closing question here is that if you were if you wanted to give uh, just a nutshell just a like a one minute nutshell overview or a synthesis of what you have tried to express here with with all of this um, if you could do that just in a very brief way a takeaway perhaps you know very practical meaningful takeaway what would that be so by meditation, uh, which is why we talk, what we talk about, the main thing is how effectively you can change um, your life by becoming more expansive and going to realize your true nature, which has an impact on not only yourself, your family around, your work environment, and the rest of the world. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Jay. Thank you, Prabhupada.